Welcome to the Pro Rata Podcast. Dan Primack is on vacation, and I'm Nick Johnston, the editor of Axios. On today's show, we're going to let you hear an interview that Dan did with Washington Wizards and Washington Capitals owner Ted Leonsis. Sports betting became legal in Washington, D.C. this week, and Ted has been one of the voices to legalize sports betting across the country. In 25 seconds, you'll hear Dan's conversation with Ted, but first, this. Every day, about 20 million questions are answered on SurveyMonkey. And those answers help people around the world be better at their jobs. Whether they want to improve their customer experience, recruit and retain a stellar workforce, or learn which ideas, products, or campaigns will be a winner. Find out why 98% of the Fortune 500 trust SurveyMonkey. Visit surveymonkey.com prorata today. We're joined now by Ted Leonsis, CEO of Monumental Sports, who also owns the Washington Wizards of the NBA and the Washington Capitals, who are the Stanley Cup winning team in the NHL. You said right after the Supreme Court ruling that you expected it to, and this was your quote, change the face of sports fandom for the better. What's the basic explanation? Why, as a sports fan, is this going to make my experience better? Well, there's no secret that sports is the most important piece of content, the great convener for media companies, and that cable has been the big driver, and the cable plant has been shrinking. And young people don't sign up for cable, and young people are on wireless, and they're tweeting and the like, and they really haven't had an opportunity until now where we will see streaming and high-speed data and e-wallets. And so now young people will come to sports and they'll look at it as a video game. They'll look at it as a um, interactive experience and a social experience. And I would expect that it will open up a gigantic new pool of money for the players, for the fans, for the leagues, for the media companies. And we have a model that we can follow and see, and that's what's happened in Europe. And I've always said, what are we so afraid of that if consumers are spending this much money in the shadows with bookmakers and the like or offshore casinos, let's bring that here and create jobs, generate taxes. But for fans, we know that the more they're engaged, the more they have a rooting interest, the more they'll pay attention to the data, to the fans, to the players. And it's only a creative, virtuous cycle for all the leagues. If I go to Capital One Arena to watch the Wizards or the Caps play, from your perspective, am I going to be able to bet in stadium? I think eventually, I mean, that's what happens in Europe. You won't be betting with the uh, Capitals or the Wizards Casino, right? No, I won't be. Why not? No, because I think there you will want to outsource that platform, if you will, to a company that's already regulated. And I could see, if you will, an MGM, a Caesars, a Maryland Live, these big, big companies starting to work with stadiums, starting to work with state in municipalities and they'll build a sports bar no different than in a casino where you have a sports book and people can now come into your arena at five o'clock instead of seven o'clock and watch games from all over the world and start to place bets and then they'll come inside to your arena and they'll can make not only here's what's going to happen the first period the second period the third period a 
hockey game, but they can be making prop bets as well. We would be providing the environment, the fidelity of the wireless, but it would be a third-party company that most likely will touch the money, and then the leagues and the teams would get some kind of cut. Can I ask about the cut? So the the NBA and MGM just signed a deal, and right now what it basically seems to be is that the league will get a little bit of a cut, the MGM gets to use the logo, but broader than that, the NBA and some other leagues have talked about what they call integrity fees. And, And correct me if I'm wrong, but the basic idea is the league feels it would have to spend more money to guarantee the games are on the level, given there'd be increased gambling, and they would like a cut for that. Do you expect that we'll actually see integrity fees? And kind of as a corollary to that, shouldn't the league already be making sure the games are on the level? Yeah, I think if the league had a second chance, they would have uh, relabeled that. I mean, the levels of integrity in pro sports around gaming and gambling already are incredibly high, not only um, for teams and players and the union in terms of training and the like, but the data that we already license out to companies like Sport Radar, which is one of Revolution Growth's uh, big investments. They have an integrity assurance company. I, I think really the issue there is how can we be providing different levels of data, just like Bloomberg, right, that we have and we spend so much money, high-speed cameras and creating heat maps and going deep into our libraries and being able to pull that data up and provide it to people that I think you'll now start to see the leagues uh, tiering what data is available and at what cost, because if you're going to be making big, big bets, not social bets and wagers, you're going to become a professional gambler, you'll want really, really much deeper data than someone who's casually following or playing in a rotisserie league. And so I think, just like most other companies, we're going to look at how can data become a line of business for us, as well as a better way to inform how we play the game, you know, how we train the players, how we do competitive matchups and the like. And so this is really about technology. The terms of integrity, we will always take that deadly seriously. I think it's one of the reasons that we wouldn't be wanting to touch the money as the Washington Wizards or the Washington Capitals or the Mystics. You talked about the benefit for the league, for you guys, for fans. Let me ask about the obvious downside. There's obviously a lot of people who are concerned that even though obviously people have been betting on sports in the U.S. for years, kind of under the table, that by bringing this out into the open, you're going to significantly increase sports betting, which can cost a lot of people a lot of money, particularly perhaps those who can least afford it. From your perspective, how do you balance all the positives you've been talking about with what seem to be some fairly large negatives? Oh, I think it'll be much better than it is today. I don't think that your local bookie has, you know, addiction programs and can work with you if you get into debt. And remember, because this will all be digital, you'll only be able to bet at certain limits based on your capabilities. And most of it will be in a preloading. You have to put the money up front if you're going to be sending it electronically. Would that be seat level based, do you think, inside a stadium? In other words, if you're sitting in the cheap seats, you probably have a lower limit than if you're sitting courtside? No, I think it'll be totally driven by your economic uh, capability, not unlike you're applying for a credit line with banks or on your credit card. And 
I'm not taking lightly the issues about gambling addiction, just like alcohol, just like cigarettes. And But it's always better to have those in the light of day and to have government regulation as well as, you know, a business that's built around it that becomes very, very concerned with it. And I think it can only have upside for fans because just being able to monitor it and ensure a lot of the integrity and the financing rates and the like, I think that will be a, a good thing for fans. Ted Leonsis, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Dan. Did you know that 51% of employed people say they'd take a job at another company if it was offered? SurveyMonkey can help you get valuable feedback from your employees before they jump ship. Find out how we can help you retain an engaged and happy workforce. To learn more, visit surveymonkey.com slash prorata today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the ProRata Podcast, and we'll be back tomorrow with a new one. 